Unloose the goose. We'll take no use. Your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no use. Unloose the goose. And we are live. Hi, folks. Jack Spierko here, uh, hosting today for our episode 21 of Unloose the Goose. We're talking about social media, specifically looking at alternative social media today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about privacy and where it fits in with all that as well. And, uh, probably get a little bit on crypto in with this, even though we just talked about it last week, because a lot of the new social media platforms are enabling us to exchange cryptocurrency while we are exchanging information. And uh, some pretty cool stuff going on with that. Uh, today we have in our illustrious panel, first up, John Bush. John, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. I'm feeling a little tired, but it's always good to be with you amazing human beings, rocking and rolling, moving and grooving. We've got Peter Quinones. How you doing, Pete? What's going on? Good to be back. We have the amazing... Of, of baseline fame, Xavier Hawk. How you doing, X? Welcome to Unloose the Goose. <laughs> and of course, we have the awesome Nicole Sauce. How you doing, Nicole? Doing great. So, um, we kind of had this in our queue and our, our sticky on our discussion, uh, list up on Telegram. And it was kind of the next item to talk about. Uh, there's been a lot going on. With alternative social media, there's been a huge migration off of the primary platforms. Uh, this week, I believe MeWe was the second most downloaded app in the App Store, if I remember right. That's pretty exciting to me that, that there is movement in that direction. Um, and, and for me, the bigger part of this is becoming an issue of privacy that I think more and more we need people interacting with each other beyond sharing posts about which political team is better or which sports ball team is better or whatever, and more about how to get things done. And it's become very clear to me that a lot of these, you know, we, I used to call them mainstream or first mover or legacy platforms. They're not real hip with that. And a lot of that stuff gets shut down. And it's also extremely public and extremely reported. Does anybody have any thoughts on that kind of leading off? Well, I noticed that um, I'm still monitoring Facebook. I'm hardly doing anything there. But I've noticed that the feed has slowed down, which leads me to believe that people have left and gone to MeWe. Because I've noticed on MeWe I'm getting friend requests every day. Don't nearly have as many friends over there yet. But I'm also getting a lot of interaction on my posts that that I'm putting up on there. So I'm... I think finally people are, have just gotten to the point where it's like we're done with these platforms that are going to monitor our content, censor our content, tag our content, and they're finding alternatives. Um, I'm not going to Parler. I, I have a Parler account just so that I could get my name. Um, I could reserve my name, but um, I'm not going to, you know, a KYC, a KYC place. So, um, you know. It's MeWe's been fun so far, so um, I encourage anybody who's listening go make an account, send me a uh, a friend request, and see if we can start building that up. Yeah, you know, Parlor, I just started getting interaction on, and I haven't done the verification, Pete, so I can't put links and comments right now. But all of the sudden, last week, it started popping for me, 
And, and that was interesting because I've just sort of been, I've been, if I put it on Twitter, I put it on parlor. That's how I've been interacting with it. And earlier this week, I was like, you know, I'm just not grooving with parlor too much. Like what's up? And people started talking to me and I realized the problem is with any social media, if you're not getting an answer back because the purpose of social media is to interact with people, it, that's when it's hard to get really linked into how to, how to use it you know, as a promotion tool, how to use it to connect with your customers. And by just asking a question, it kind of, I finally saw how Parler is, is workable. Right. And then of course I should friend you on MeWe if we haven't already, because I don't think I've seen you there yet, but yeah, MeWe I've been invested in for a couple of years and and I'm glad I I went all in on that. Um, Just on the KYC on, on Parler, you don't have to do that. I guess, like you said, you can't, I didn't know you couldn't do links in the comments if if that was the case, but John Mays says, John John Mays is the founder of Parler. Of course you have to trust that this is the case, that their whole thing with like your verification that as soon as that verification is done, it's disposed of. It's not stored. Um, there was supposedly a leak that showed the back end of Parler hacked by hackers, but that leaked photos or screenshots or whatever was all WordPress back end, and Parler's not built on WordPress. It was kind of a publicity stunt. So I don't know if that's part of why you have that opinion, Pete, but I have some other negative things to say about Parler, but KYC is probably not the big concern I have there. I haven't invested Pete, do you want to answer? Or, or? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I haven't invested in MeWe as much. I got my username. I try to get my username at every new social media platform, um, but I posted a couple times in MeWe, and it really never went anywhere, so I wasn't too thrilled about it. I've gotten, like, thousands of views on Parler, um, so I've been putting time there. Uh, but, you know, with what's happening with YouTube right now, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I wonder if I can post directly to odyssey for instance or if i have to post to youtube for it to go to odyssey or if they pull my shit on youtube does that mean everything gets pulled on odyssey that's a question i have for this episode i can give you that one that's easy first of all you can you can upload straight to odyssey if you want to Mm -hmm. there's no real advantage to doing that though if you're also going to put your content on youtube and i've just found it easier to upload to youtube yeah let odyssey import it let's say youtube decides they hate you because of baseline and they want to get rid of you and they, they completely delete your channel. That absolutely has nothing to do with happens on the library blockchain. Odyssey yeah. blockchain. You're good there. You're there for is in perpetuity for blockchain. Yeah. Cause YouTube just put out a letter saying that anybody who questions the election basically yeah. is removed. Like literally today they say they, you that's know, your whole thing. That's my whole thing. Yeah. So I guess I'll be moving strictly over to Odyssey rumble. And um, what was the other one? Bit shoot. Bit shoot. pretty pretty good network effect. My whole thing with the with these alts, I remember when it was like the wild wild west on Facebook and social media and like yeah. Twitter. It's like you could yeah. get away with anything really. You could share the most baseless conspiracy theories till your heart's content. Not to be confused no with baseline. That's right. <laughs> Baseline's all about baseline conspiracies. conspiracies. Come on now. But for me, it's like a it's like a quality over quantity thing. Uh, I still spend a significant time on Facebook because there's a lot of engagement there. But uh, when you have Facebook and Twitter, it's a lot of the masses, right? Oftentimes, yeah. they don't even understand deep concepts that we talk about. And then more and more on these alternatives, I'm a fan of Float, which is one of them we can talk about. It's the remnant. It's like us outcasts. It's folks that aren't really accepted by the mainstream. We don't buy into the mainstream narrative. 
And I think there's a good opportunity to organize and engage that base and kind of leave the masses by the wayside. But there's also a strategy where you can kind of pick off folks from the fringes of the masses that are kind of like, I don't know about what's going on here. You kind of provoke them and then you bring them over to what we're doing. Did you see what happened to JP this week? JP Sears. So JP Sears, like the guy, like he's hilarious. He wears like the headband. Yeah, exactly. Um, Facebook sent him a warning that he was sharing fake information and that they were threatening to shut down his shit. And if he could, he could escape this by retracting the information he shared, which was incorrect, which I'm pretty sure Mm. is CDC data. Wow. Okay. Like recent CDC data and bless his heart. He's, and I mean that in the Pacific Northwest uh, sense of that term. He's like, not the Texas, not the Texas one or Georgia. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And he's like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you tell me what to say. So uh, that has gotten a lot of people interested in the last two days in parlor and MeWe. That I think that's part of what has, has sparked, you know, in addition to the people making lists and, and, you know, Facebook after the election influx, like JP just kicked another one off yesterday. I think it was nice. I'm trying to figure out how I haven't gotten anything on youtube yet i mean i've not only i did an interview with knut wikowski who basically all of his anything of his gets taken down not only did they leave it up but they monetized it nice huh. wow. and i'm like and, and i'm like okay this is either telling people that i'm a fed or <laughs> counter operation yeah or they're just setting me up and they're just gonna like nuke the everything yeah oh, i mean yeah. i just, oh, wow. i have how, no how idea how many views did that video get though because what i found is like I, I don't get spanked when i throw up a video no matter what i say if it gets like two or three thousand views but if it takes off and gets 10 15 thousand or something like yep. that then you get the spank right like that's happened yeah. to me on, it on gets TikTok. traction they yep, want to yep. beat your ass down but if it does if no if it's not a if it's not, if it doesn't go popular, then they don't tend okay. to do anything. Because I've had a bunch where I'm like, hydroxychloroquine absolutely cures COVID. I dare you to ban this video. And nothing happens, but like Dang. 12 people watched it. You yeah. Know? But if it takes off, next thing you know, you get, you get, you know, you get spanked. Um, that happened to me on TikTok. I got up to like 15,000 views on a video. And then all of a sudden, like I got all of these videos removed. And now whenever I post something, it's not getting past like a thousand. Wow. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, they your ass, too. Yeah, I only, I only have 600 views on that video, so. They we got to all, gotta all share it. But yeah, I, 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 let's too, let's share it, see if we can get each other stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, only do, I only do audio. I never put videos. So it's like, I mean, I, I still, it still amazes me that people listen to audio on YouTube. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, mean, I just, why? And That's then you'll go into, do. you'll go into the analytics and it'll be like, Oh, uh, the average listener listens to this for 12 minutes and it's an hour long. And it's like, maybe they're listening to it to see if they like it. And then they'll switch over to like a podcast catcher, uh, a yeah, catcher platform or something like that. The, the YouTube app is pretty useful as far as it's able to stick around in the background and people can mm-hmm. put it on their television or you yeah. can use it with Android auto and stuff. So, you know, it's authoritarian, but it's a pretty good bit of technology, except for the yeah. whole new I world. I use my radio in the car. So here's yeah. a cool thing on on Odyssey, mm-hmm. one of the alternative platforms. If you're a podcaster, you can actually upload your MP3 file oh, wow. to Odyssey and just throw like a, a an image up there for like a cover screen or whatever. So it's it's another way to put your content out, which is really cool. 
And then the fact that you can get tipped and, you know, three cent LBC coin is kind of cool too. Heck yeah. That is cool. So what's a good alternative for Twitter then? Parler. Sadly, parlor. Parlor. Mm. I say parlor. sadly parlor because it's, you know, I, I've done what I can to try to push back on the right wing echo chamber, but my God, ever you know, out of t- 20 parlays, 19 of them are MAGA, right? Like right. It's, right. it's, it's not even that I care so much. It's this like, okay, can y'all just chill? Talk about something else, anything <laughs> else. Put a picture of your cat up. I don't know. Yeah. But, but it's, I think that like numbers come first and then discussion expands. Like almost every platform ever that was successful started out in some form of niche, didn't it? I mean, wasn't Facebook really a place to pick up college chicks if you went to Ivy League school or something? And yeah, then it became everything. Like, but it took numbers to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I would actually be sad now if I, if I didn't use Twitter. I never used Twitter up until this past year. And I just Aww. have to say, Peter is my, my spirit animal on Twitter. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, his Twitter game is off the charts. Um, I love it, but like, I don't get much reach there. You know, I find yeah. that like really I'm, I'm mostly getting a lot of, uh, interaction and everything on, on TikTok and parlor. Um, so like, I, I don't like the whole like right wing sort of conservative bent that parlor is. And frankly, the user interface is not the, not the greatest for me, but I am getting a lot of cool engagement there. But TikTok is really, really like blown up. So I'm, I've found a alternative to TikTok because I didn't want to be on that because of the whole China owns it kind of thing. And it's called Triller. And it's like the Thrill. American. Yeah. Triller, like thriller, but without the yeah. H. And um okay, now I have Michael Jackson going through my head. Mm-hmm. This is Triller. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like yeah, TikTok for America. But it's TikTok not like America. it's not MAGA TikTok, you know. What's America. the uh, what's the duration of um like like cuz like TikTok don't they limit you like 1 minute? Yep. And what's what's Triller is it? 1 minute. It's the same. Yeah, I just take my TikTok videos with the branding on it and put it straight on Triller. I don't think I like that very much. That's cool though. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I found on Parlor, I get a lot more engagement than Twitter, but I feel that I've been shadow banned on Twitter for years because I have a presence about three times as large on Twitter as far as total followers than, than Parlor. And right. I can throw the exact same post on both of them and something that's not. I mean, cause I can, I can blow up a post on parlor already. If I throw something that triggers the MAGA crowd and gets them all angry, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I can get 80, a hundred thousand views in a day on a, on a post. If I trigger them without triggering them, if I just put the same basic thing on both Twitter and parlor, you would think that the Twitter would get at least as many. And I'm not even talking about interaction, just views, just uh-huh. from a raw number of followers. And I'll get four to five X on parlor over Twitter. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I've had some of my really close listeners. Tell me, I thought you quit Twitter two or three years ago because I haven't seen a single tweet by you in two or three years. And that's why I just, in addition to the fact that I think the people that run it are scum, um, my biggest reason for not putting any effort there at this point anymore is that it just doesn't give me any return. I don't get anything back from it, you know, other than if I see some of the shit. Like, X is right, man. The shit Peep throws on there is the only reason I think I even visit anymore. That and maybe I'll retweet something from a guest because I feel obligated. I mean, I was putting up, I was just putting up bait today to see, you know, they're not really bait. I mean, I actually, I actually agree with, with what I wrote here because, you know, it's like you have someone who claims to be a libertarian who's talking about, oh, if we want to end the lockdowns, we got to take the vaccine. 
and everything oh, like God. that. And and, and, and I said, a libertarian thing. And so so somebody said somebody said a better choice is the Second Amendment. And <laughs> the, the person goes, "Oh, are you going to shoot somebody?" And I retweeted that and I said, "And this is why libertarianism is properly described as astrology for suburban white people." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, so so we all like we here know why the social media. I love platform. Twitter. Totally. I own Twitter. (laughs) So, like, we know why the social media platforms suck. They're centrally owned. They are basically mouthpieces for the Chinese communist government at this point. And we wonder, like, why are people being removed? And it started, you know, kind of innocuously with, like, one or two accounts here and there that happened to be big. And then, then they went, like, full bore. It started with Alex Jones. That's right. Well, he's a shill, right? But um, then th- then they started taking out all the Q guys, Q stuff, just gone. And then now it's just like anybody who says anything against the government. Literally, that's what they say in their new uh, YouTube's new new declaration mm-hmm. uh, that, the, that the thought police are fully in effect. So that's why they suck. Um, but, you know, they're good because we've built audiences and or have followings and or are able to 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 speak on the public square. Um, so we're needing to find new public squares and, and sort of straddle the the benefit of being able to reach a lot of people, which we're finding that we're not able to now, right? Like on Twitter, like Jack just said, and then building more network effect, more people on these new platforms. So I I have a counter to that in a bit in that what I've seen with the, with Twitter, YouTube and Facebook in the last 12 months is that I used to get a lot of value from an ROI standpoint in the terms Mm -hmm. of coffee sales and podcast downloads and that sort of thing. I don't. And I went all in on MeWe a year and a half ago. I get way more from that with a smaller audience because those are the people who are actually following me because they want to than I am on those other platforms. So when people are like, man, I got to keep Facebook because it's the only way I'm making money. I'm like, you know, six months of your time, maybe only three months. And you're going to see that's different. And no matter what you do right now, it is getting harder and harder and harder to be getting the kind of engagement we used to love on those platforms. It right. really is. I am um, yeah. good old days. I, I just I, like Facebook was hard for me to leave, not because I liked it. It was hard for me to leave because I was still getting good engagement and good traffic. I'd throw my analytics up and I had tons of traffic coming in from Facebook, especially like my product reviews and all. But the more I thought about it, you know, I'd gotten jailed a couple times. I got threatened a couple times. They threatened to take down two different groups that I'd built. Um, one had nothing to do with even what was posted in the group. It had to do with what I posted and being the group owner. And I was like, so then all of this value is tied to this platform that they can take away from me. And I continue to build my presence and therefore their value to their customers on it. And when I snapped my gasket and left, then people came, right? Like when, when people were like, oh shit, he's serious. He's, He's not coming back. And then so I disappeared for like four weeks and did nothing. And now I throw these posts. Like I'm begging to have my account deleted. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. And like I, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, spanked and sent to Facebook jail twice. The one time I only even knew it is because I logged in, you know, like it was over a weekend and I happened to be like, I wonder if I could, you know, throw up today. And it's like, you're in fate. I had like two hours left in jail. So it was like, <laughs> that didn't really affect me, but. I'm at a point now where I'm done with Facebook except for this like exit. I call it exodus trolling. It's like, here's a reason that Facebook sucks. Here's where I'm at now. And, and why don't you join me there? 
And somebody asked me the other day, well, when will you stop that? And I'm like, well, when I start doing, if I do that like for a week and it doesn't result in people coming over to another platform, then I'll stop. But as long as I'm doing that and, you know, 40 or 50 people over the next 10 hours show up from Facebook, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to drag as many people as I can the hell out, you know, why not? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Like we built our presences there. Don't we have some right? I get maybe right's the wrong word because it's not really right. Don't we have some impetus to take what we've built if we can with us before we're totally gone? I mean, doesn't that mitigate what you're bringing up, Nicole, of, you know, you lose something by leaving? Yeah, I think it does. The way I got to that point, though, Jack, is um I scheduled Tuesdays and Thursdays for a year from 7 to 7.30 in the morning. I was live on the chat on MeWe talking to my listeners. So they had a reason to go there. So I think people who are like, oh, I've got everything on Facebook or wherever. If you want to start moving people towards the alt, don't just say, hey, go to the alt. Take them to the alt and give them a reason to be there and not where you're at now. So yeah. do things over there that you may not do now. I never post anything. I, I am still like feed posting to Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, but I post on the alt platforms first and I converse on those platforms. And I, I, I mean, I might comment on Facebook if I make a mistake and forget, but basically I'm trying to put all conversation over there. So if you want to talk to me, that's where you go. Interesting. That's what I'm doing with telegram. I'm finding that to be Mm -hmm. very awesome and very awesome platform for that. Cause it's like, direct comms. I'm like able to, and then schedule meetings and just chat with everybody like real people do, you know, um, something that I said earlier, the, 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 the public square, I think that there, there's an argument here between like, Oh, it's owned by Facebook. So you play by their rules if you want to use their app, right? There's, there's that sort of mindset, but then there's also like, well, this is like, it should be protected with free speech in my opinion. Like all of these platforms should be protected with free speech. And I like, disagree an internet bill of rights thing. All right. Hit me, John. I, I agree with John already. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I, I don't even have to hear John and I agree. Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, no, I mean, no, we, we need to be able to disagree, right? It's you always like, what's the, wrong. what's the true libertarian principle? Right, the what's the anarchist principle? And even if there was some legal way to regulate Facebook and Twitter, I wouldn't be for it because at the end of the day, it is a private company. And to make some sort of public utility or public square comment, like it's Facebook servers. And even yeah. though we all hate Zuckerberg, the dude has worked his ass off for decades now to create what's a pretty incredible platform. And he owns the servers and he owns the software and it's not open to users. But Molotov cocktails and axes can end that. Oh, fight, fight club <laughs> style, like they take down the Visa server. So yeah, I uh-huh. would never want it to be regulated, even if it means that my stuff is getting covered up and censored. It's that's that's what the market's all about. We go somewhere else. The market solution is competition, not regulation. And the counter argument to that has been that Facebook has received tremendous amounts of money from the government and, and different from the CIA subsidies and well That's another I mean, reason not to be there. the up the above boards above board if you could call it that but the public disclosed stuff as well and Section 230 and what have you and my view is well I don't want anybody to be getting money from government anyway so that I can't tie that to the argument because like. Any place, anywhere that's receiving government money, I don't think they should be getting government money. Like, so I, that, that's I get that. I, now I do wonder on, on 230, if everybody's familiar with section 230 that basically says 
these platforms are not publishers. And therefore, if somebody puts some sort of like slanderous or litigious article on there that the source is the person that's responsible or the agency that's responsible, not the platform. I don't know that they need that protection in reality because shouldn't that be the case anyway under, you know, basic law premise. But the other side of it is if they do repeal 230, does that mean, cause I don't know the answer to this. This is a serious question. Like yeah. a, a platform like MeWe, that's, com- it's really completely private. You can't see anything on MeWe without being a member and without being connected to whoever's sharing it in some way. Would they be protected from losing 230 because it's not a publishing platform. It's a member's information sharing system. Does that, I mean, does that make any sense? So what the implication there is that it's, if it's private, then section 230 really has no power over it. That would be my thought. And section 230 has already about three years ago, they started taking section 230 apart with the FOSTA SESTA passing that act where um, they took down Backpage, where they, they said that any any website that hosted where there could be trafficking, trafficking stuff like that, then, you know, they then the um, the owners could be held responsible. So they've already started chipping away at 230 with FOSTA SESTA. But, yeah, your, your argument about MeWe being as private as it sounds and everything, it, I mean, would 230 even have any bearing on it i don't know i mean i've been that's like like i always have punch lists like this company should do this shit because jack says so and i've always (laughs) said like me we should let me make my profile public so that when you when i link to it from my website and somebody goes and checks it out it's not like you can't see dick until you join right right and i get why they're doing that because it increases membership it also increases my privacy in in, in ways but as a brand you kind of want a forward-facing communication but now that I, you know, I'm like going, well, maybe I can't think of his name now. The guy that Weinstein that find that founded um, MeWe's, maybe he's smarter than than us. I, you know, he seems like a good dude. And what do you guys hear this though? Like, well, what are we gonna do when MeWe does what Facebook did? Like, that's the big objection everybody has. And I'm I'm back to you know, if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. And my other thought is like, does that even make capitalist sense? Like, if you build a platform specifically on privacy and open discourse to then flip. Because, I mean, I know people say Facebook did that, but Facebook never, ever really promised. They would say stupid shit, but they never promised that's what they were doing. Never, I never felt it was built on the concept of anything other than we'll do whatever the hell we want. Well, I think if ever it's owned by one or a small group of individuals, then it's subject to that possibility that they decide they're going to, Flip, whatever it might be. Maybe they get a silver and lead, you know, offer. And, you know, so it's like, okay, so how do we decentralize that and make it so that it is owned by everybody who's using it, right? You have to, like, if you, like, like with Fire on it, for instance, we're almost about to go live, by the way. What? Yeah, yeah. Things are, wow. things are good. What? Uh, All right. Yeah. So, um, but it'll just be like a straight social media platform, but it, what we'll do is we'll make it so that to be a member and to use it, you have to own it. You have to be a shareholder or buy into it and be a member owner. So then if you want to, if somebody wants to come and buy it, then it's like, well, sure, we have to put a vote to everybody. And if they want to do it, then that's up to them. But like, you know, I hope you have a permit for that. Exactly. Exactly. You have to, you have to have uh, the same permit I do. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
so like even with MeWe, it's like, yeah, they could flip. I mean, just like YouTube yeah. did flip, just like, you know, Parler could flip. You know, like they could be, you know, conservatives one day and then bought out by fucking China. Who knows? Not that they would. But my my point here is that whenever you have a centralized control system, it can be corrupted and flipped. Well, the other thing is, if we really trust in markets. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my then, other question. Do you really? Then like, OK, so MeWe gets corrupted five years from now. The, there will be another alternative to MeWe if it does that, if there is demand for it. And there's clearly demand for it because people are catapulting to MeWe right now because yeah. they finally realized, oh, Facebook isn't free. Well, no shit. Well, it takes some people longer than others. So right. I also think that maybe if this happens again, the movement will be faster, more rapid and more def- definite. Right. Because I think if we if we really think about this logically here with let's look at Facebook and Twitter as the two big dogs. Most people, especially in our kind of age demographic from John up to old people like me, right, our first real long-term relationship with a social media platform was either Facebook or Twitter. MySpace. MySpace. MySpace, MySpace, yeah. What was Tumblr or something like that? But really, Mm -hmm. I'm talking long-term. Live journal committed relationship with a platform, right? Like, like a grown up relationship in, 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 in romance, right? Was with one of these platforms. Well, so when you've been with the platform with your committed relationship for like 12, 15 years, leaving and the, the first time you've ever left something like that yeah. is hard. It's a sunken think, cost fallacy. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's in our heads, but I think like people are moving to MeWe right now. They went from this year, they went from 3 million to 11 million members. Really? Wow. That's that's growth, guys. It's not, you know, Facebook's still laughing at that, but that's growth. That's a lot of freaking people. Um, and their biggest segment this month has been out of Hong Kong, believe it or not. So that that's oh. kind of cool too. Infiltration. So if, so if so, my point is, if you if you burn these people, these are people that already have stated. When you screw us, we'll go somewhere else. And yeah. they've been through it once. Like, if you notice, like, second divorces happen a lot faster tending than first divorces. And yeah. I think that, mat- that that pattern would hold in social media. And I think we said a couple of weeks ago that I think in social media we need to be like a swarm. We need to be like money, which we kind of are, right? Users are money online, and money, in the words of Peter Schiff, goes where it's treated well. And if we're treated poorly in one place, I mean – I think about people that like risk their life to climb over the Berlin wall and somebody crying about leaving Facebook. And it's like, I mean, nobody's shooting at you, man. Just go. Yeah. You can go back. They'll take you back. You know, if you change your mind, just, but we are creatures of habit and switching, like even switching the UI from Twitter to parlor. I'm like, how does this work? And it takes time and I get consternation and I'm like, Oh, fuck this. Right. And I think, and I take, I have more patience, I think than most. So it it really is about like how easily do humans switch their their habitual habits? You know, they're they're not act- very easy. And again, yeah, I think the ma- the has to be an incentive. Go ahead. The talk. masses don't mind the censorship. There's so many people on Facebook that are just cheering on the taking down of posts that are critical about COVID or that question the yeah. narrative. Right? It's yeah. like uh, what was it, Queen Amidala? So this is how liberty dies to the sound of thunderous applause. That's right. always a good one. And that's always how it is. So I think there's always going to be people there. It'll just be the 
rebels. And hopefully we mirror the same thing where we all exit the smart cities and the control grid and we're all living out in Jack's backyard or on the seastead or in our yeah. little intentional community out in the woods. <laughs> well, that happened on MySpace. Like when they sold out to Rupert Murdoch or whatever, everybody left. Like it just became like a ghost town overnight. Yep. I'm, you know, functionally. But and that because there was a Facebook to go to and everybody was like, oh, fuck this. We'll just go use Facebook now. And then and then they did. So as these things are unfolding in our socioeconomic, you know, geosphere, new sphere, I think, you know, me, we these other platforms become the places to go and people are going to explore until they find one that like actually sticks, you know, you know, the interface thing is interesting. I hear that about me. We more than anything else. And I'm uh, like, I couldn't understand God the same as it's, it's the same as Facebook. And I think the one thing that stresses people out or whatever is that it does have more tra- chat functionality than Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and group when you're chat. sitting on the, especially on the, um, on the, the desktop version, when you're sitting on the main page and you see your groups and you click on one of those groups, it's a chat. It's not the group. There's a thing at the top for groups. That's about the only big difference. The rest of it, other than it doesn't have marketplace, which I wish they did, mm. is is literally the same. It's like they copied the interface. You can't advertise on it, I noticed. I've been seeking. I may go ahead and do the KYC on Parler just so I can advertise my Kratom. So early on when I was doing Kratom advertising videos, when I ran this brick-and-mortar bookstore, I was getting a lot of traction from just videos of me talking about Kratom and drinking some and kind of being funny. And then Facebook started banning me for Kratom, unfortunately. They finally said why, because it's illegal in six states. And they say, because this is a global platform, we want to exercise, we want to have it evenly distributed or evenly applied, even if it's illegal. the vaccine is not approved in every country yet, so they shouldn't be talking about that on Facebook. If only they were consistent. But uh, Parler does ads, but you have to do the KYC. It might be worth it. MeWe doesn't do ads, unfortunately. Float does ads. Nobody's mentioned minds.com that one had a lot of promise and it like interfaces with the ethereum blockchain but yeah, there's not well, a big network there's not a big network effect going on over there they do I have porn just, uh porn though so that's kind of cool for you market that aren't me mines just seemed like a pain in the ass to set up and do anything with it it, it seemed complicated two years ago mines was fine you could you would get tokens, you'd earn them, you could use those tokens to increase your visibility. You know, a thousand people would see whatever you were posting. Mm-hmm. I would do that, do that with episodes. And then they, he got venture capital from Patrick Burns company, mm. went, went on Joe Rogan a week after he was on my show. And then like a week after he was on Joe Rogan, all that stuff stopped. It was just like, it, it, it was like they came off and he said, I'm going to slow information down. Yeah. Um, you could no longer, you were only allowed to use one token a day now mm. in order to spread the information and everything. And I just got, I got a bad taste in my mouth because of the, all the venture capital he had gotten and then going on Rogan, who I consider Rogan to be like a gatekeeper. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think like that he, he went on Rogan. Somebody, somebody contacted him and said, Slow down there, buddy. Huh. And then all of a sudden you started seeing all these changes and now I go on there and it's like, I don't even know what the hell's going on on that thing. There's not a lot of network effect at all. Why would they do that? What's the benefit of doing that? I don't know. Somebody that didn't want it to work paid him money to shut up and his, his advantage was he got money to shut up. 
Uh-huh. Or something. Maybe they found some expert consultants that said it was too much. I want to plug Float because a lot of these programs we're talking about are made, you know, it's like some company. We don't know them. They're great. Although Homeboy from Parlor sure is pretty active with the community, so that's pretty cool. And apparently him and Jack have engaged and stuff. But Float, you can go to float.app. I'm going to see if I can share my screen actually here. We've never done this before, so we're engaging in experiments. Oh, so people can probably see I the screen. I can see your screen. This oh, is a float. Awesome. Float.app. Look at that. Porn. Look, uh, uh, old uh, Hockle like this. This would be yeah. the perfect logo for YouTube right now. It's the kind of <laughs> kind of but uh, Float.app, there's an app also, and this is made by Aaron and Kingsley Edwards, who are very active in the voluntarist and cryptocurrency space. Uh, I met them down at Anarchapulco. So this is like community made, really close to our community and our network. And there's a whole lot of activists and volunteers. Hey, look at this guy. There's look a good that. It's John. guy right there. Yeah. You can live stream to float, which is cool, although it doesn't get saved. So this is definitely an echo chamber with voluntarists, but it's a cool place and the app is cool. Uh, you can do advertisements, although I didn't get much engagement from it. I think it's just beginning. It looks simple. It's super, super simple. The app is super simple. Here's your little notifications. Yeah. Here's your messages. I've never even gotten a message. Uh, you can also, it also incorporates a Bitcoin wallet as well, which is good. And you can use that to send and receive money. I have 147 followers, not really engaging too, too much, but it's a so good start. It, from looking at your screen, John, would you say it's most analogous and that most like Twitter? <laughs> no, I think it's more like a slim down Facebook. You okay. can do long length posts okay. and, uh, but it's you don't kind have of in a like, class of its own. It's I guess it's between Twitter and Facebook. You it's don't have not, groups though. You have like tags to to differentiate. It's not like you can create a group that's like you know the spirits of the speakeasy, which will soon be coming to to me. We group. Oh, cool. No, you can't do groups. And you know it's uh it's pretty. I mean they have a company, <laughs> and I think they have some uh, a little bit of money behind it, but it's not a big corporation. So it's they're they're coming along slow with the development. But like I said, I just wanted to shout out because this is this is some folks just like us that were like, this is BS. We need an alternative. And they went out and made it and it actually works. So that's float float dot app. I have the other ones pulled up. This is mines. Look, see, I was telling you that's got porn stuff, perverted mines. I'm not going to open it up because it's like NSFW. Don't click okay. on the box right now. Mines looks a lot like Facebook as well, but there's not a lot of network. And then here's Parler. Here's our boy right here. Yeah. See, John Matsey is like tweeting at him or, or parlaying at him, saying they're glad to have him here. He's excited. JP says, I couldn't I be happier to be here, my friend. I don't know why JP's not on Odyssey yet. Yeah. Thank you for I'd that. I'd like to email him, but, you know, like he gets a gajillion emails. Yeah. I'd promote the hell out of him if he went there. The one thing I'll say about Parler before you go on, John, is that you showed John there inter- interacting with JP, and JP's huge. But John's interacted with me. I'm not that big on social media. I've seen John interact with people with two or 300 people on him. And I'm not saying he does it every day, and I'm sure it's getting harder and harder. But when you have the, the CEO and founder of a company interacting with users directly, that, that matters to me a little bit anyway. It, it does buy a few points. Well, I'll interact with everybody on FireOn. <laughs> I do. I have a question for Pete, and I know Pete, you sure. said you had a little bit of li- limited time today, so I want to make sure yeah. we get this in. And I so, wanted, to, I wanted to bring up one of my favorite sites too. After you do this, sweet. Okay, so you're the person I've seen get kicked into Facebook jail the most out of all of us. <laughs> so, 
What is your perspective on the alternative social media versus the the big guys? I'm just going to stay on the, I'm going to stick with the, I mean, I was going to say I'm going to stick with the big guys until, and I'm talking about Facebook. I can't leave Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm addicted. Um, Facebook, I could take it or leave it. Basically all I'm doing right now on, on Facebook is I'm, when I have a new episode out, I throw it up. Um, if I write something up on my sub stack, I throw it up there. If I have something really incendiary that I put on Twitter, I might throw it up there to see what, how it gets, re- how people react to it on there. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm on Twitter and I'm going to MeWe, um, posting a lot more on MeWe and getting a lot more interaction. Plus Tom Woods secret group is on MeWe now and Dave Smith's secret group is on MeWe now. So I spend more time in there interacting with people that I know that I actually know IRL. So, um, yeah, so I, that's what's keeping me on me on uh, MeWe a lot now. Okay, but the the site that I wanted to bring up is lbry.com. Oh yeah, and the reason I love them is like when I upload something to YouTube, it immediately gets goes there, and it can't be taken down. It's go it goes onto the blockchain. I think the user can take it down, but I don't think that it can. Um, Anything can be taken down from there. So I'm basically using it as a backup. Um, like my documentary is on, like, I think at this point, like 50 different accounts have versions of it on, up on there. And, um, yeah, you just can't get rid of it. So, so just, well, I, I don't know, I if think, you know this, Pete, but library and Odyssey are one in the same sort of. Oh, I didn't know that. So I've had Jeremy on, on TSP twice now and, um, Odyssey is kind of their direct YouTube competitor. So li- the library blockchain is where all of the content lives and where the LBC coin moves around and, and changes hands, which is a, basically a, a Bitcoin fork. Um, they wanted the ability to do more and, and, and possibly actually say, you know, no, this can't be there. And they're, I mean, Jeremy was very clear. They're not talking about censorship, but there's certain things that if you want to be having relationship with advertisers, you can't have. And I'll let people figure that out for themselves. And it was also the case that things like simply making a like and dislike type button and some of the features were easier if they created Odyssey as a GUI. So when when Odyssey was launched, every library creator has a matching setup. Over on Odyssey. So I follow you on Odyssey. I've tipped you on Odyssey. Is there, is there an, is it an app? It's it's, it's not an app yet. It's just browser based. It's O-D-Y-S-E-E because they were quirky. But that's what they'll make an app. I don't know if they have a library app. If you're posting library, library, it goes straight to your Odyssey channel anyway. I didn't even, I didn't even know about it. On Odyssey, you can't. You have to do it on the library and then it goes over to Odyssey. But okay. you can't. It won't let you do an MP3 on Odyssey right now, or at least and, as of. And like, I, I assume the sign, in, on the sign in is just the oh, same I, as. Oh, it won't let me do it. I have to go to the library, and then it Remind goes. Remind me back door. I'll talk okay. to Jeremy. We'll get it squared away for you because it's supposed cool. to work. It works for me. Oh yeah, it does not work for me. Okay. Bitchute has a lot more people at this point than library, but it's always getting jammed up. And you know, I noticed the people that comment on videos on BitChute, they're freaking haters. And like, it's yeah. got the trolliest well, th- of that's trolls. That's because there's, there's insane people there. 
Yeah. 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 Big time. <laughs> and they're like extreme. Like they will jump down your throat and we're like, I'm some part of some conspiracy apparently. And Derek bros is a shill and stuff, but there are a lot of views, a lot more than the work that I've put on library. I should say that's bit shoot. It's, it's kind of hardcore. I don't like the people on bit shoot. There's a lot of questionable material on BitChute as well. Yeah. Like so the what? reason I've really liked what Library's doing and Odyssey, which again, they're kind of the same, they're the same world, um, is that they actually created a social media site. Now it's all video and, and content sharing. Um, you can do video or MP3 on Odyssey. You can do video, MP3, or like blog posts on the library side. And, but the beautiful thing is you set up an account, you have a crypto wallet for LBC coin. You just watch videos and they give you some, they seed you with some just for using the platform. Mm-hmm. Then I watch Pete's video and I'm like, that's an awesome video Pete did. And I'm like, send Pete to library coins. And it just freaking works. Yeah. It just works. There's no like go over here and set up a wallet. And like, so it's I'm, this. I'm awesome signed into Odyssey right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this awesome onboarding. Um, I will say if you have, if you have a YouTube channel and you have a number of videos on it, when you import them into Odyssey and Jack taught me this is like, it might take a week or so for all of those videos to be transported over there. Uh, but now every time I upload to YouTube, uh, it goes directly to my Odyssey channel. So I haven't even checked in there. I I should go to library and see if it's there as well. What's your username? YouTube videos are large, like over two gigs. They won't come over. So like I need to manually. I know it sounds crazy. They will I'm now. Being that big, but I need to manually bring a couple of like training webinars in. There but, he is. Yeah. They will now for new people. Like if you, because you went early and they well, have, have 22 followers. Pretty much now everything <laughs> comes over from, um, I'll have to, I might have to reach out, reach out to tech support again. Cause I've got if, like my crypto video that everybody loves on YouTube, not in there yet. Really? Reupload it. It's a webinar. There he is. Yeah. Reupload it as a new yeah. video. Y'all remember this video that almost broke the internet? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this was, was the, the best. Fun. This was This was so the good. The thing I like about Odyssey is you can <laughs> I can take this video if I love it and I can put it on my channel, which you can't. I haven't figured out how to do that on Really? Oh, like, repost? John John had a oh, great yeah. video the other day and I was like, I'll repost that so people who follow me see it. Look at that. And that just facilitates more sharing among channels. And I think that's better as a social network. And so can I take these Odyssey videos and post them on other platforms? Jack, I think you were saying something about that yeah. earlier. Like I could put that on just, just take the link itself and drop it in. And there is an in, if you go back to one of the, vi- the, to the video itself, there is an embed link, I believe. I don't ever use embed, so I'm not sure. Right. I thought, yeah, right there. There's right there. Just like YouTube. Embed. Yeah, you can embed it or you can just do a straight link. And if you do a straight link. Would that work on, on Twitter? It, it, yeah, yeah, it works fine on Twitter. It works on Facebook. The only place it doesn't, it, it, it works, but it doesn't display well is on MeWe. On MeWe, you get the, 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 the verbiage and a link over to it, but it doesn't show the, the, the screenshot. It, ah, it, it just, but it would show the screenshot on like Twitter. Yeah, like. That's what it does for those that are watching the video. If you, yeah. if you share that, it displays, well, I'm pointing like anybody can see me. It, um, it displays the, it displays the, without the screenshot. Yeah. I noticed Parler doesn't. Out to Jeremy about that. Parler doesn't get a lot of the pictures. It might be a simple little, yeah. Um, cool. Now, on that note, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how crypto and social can come together 
Before you do, can I talk about two platforms that, that are not video but are crypto platforms? Uh, the Hive blockchain, a lot of great researchers are putting a lot of their material on the Hive blockchain. And much like library, there are different user interfaces for that. So, um, you know, like three speak is one, but the high blog, like that's, that's blog posts, right? Um, and you can get tokens and coins for that as well, but it's also, and you can see the prices there actually, like how much people have made. It looks like 55 bucks. Yep. So crypto, that's right. And so if you, if you want to, and I know other organizations are doing this as well. Um, you know, like, uh, what used to be, uh, shoot, what was it? It was the, a popular crypto one and they pay you in coins. It's changed. Steam it. Steam it. This is kind of like a fork. The, the, uh, Steam it community got disillusioned with the right. developers doing some funny business. And so they started Hive. It's protecting pedophiles. In the ass, though, Cause like I try <laughs> to do so. Steam and I'm usually able to figure things out. And after like 20 Dude, minutes, I set it up and linked the two together. I was like, I, I, I literally do not have time for this. It was a challenge for me as well. And I, I actually didn't complete the setup because it was too complicated and uh so evidently three speak is a is a way that you can do that onto the hive blockchain that's it's easier um and then uh f- yeah so that that's a that's a good one and then there's another one um uh steam it got turned into fio i believe um a good friend of mine luke stokes he is a uh really good dude and he works on fio and so they took a fork of steam it i think if i remember correctly and now it's more user-friendly you get crypto wallets and and like it's super simple to use he's a really smart dude and has done done a great job with it so that's fio fio there's a new service since everybody here has a podcast it's called sphinx and i haven't set it up yet but it actually allows for your listeners to stream satoshis to you while you while they're listening to your podcast Oh, neat. I'll and take them. This is the Lightning Network to do it because I was like, how, why would you use Bitcoin for microtransactions? That's dumb. Yeah, but apparently it uses uh, the, the, the Lightning Network through Litecoin or whatever. And you have to rent some sort of thing to stream back or something. And it's cheap. Mm. I haven't done it yet, but that's like, I, I'm, I'm looking to see more and more stuff where people can willingly compensate each other. Just today, I, or yesterday, actually, I found out from the R team, the, the pirate chain uh, privacy coin, that they have a tip bot on their Discord, where when you're on their thing, you can tip other members in R, but you can also do things like if you're hosting a call, you can do a thing called rain and like give everybody a little bit of R that, that happens to be participating in the call. And I thought that was really cool. And uh uh, the uh, uh, Drath, who is kind of their their head guy, said, "Oh, that works across Discord." So in just about five minutes, we installed it on the TSP Discord. So we're now able to tip each other with a complete privacy coin. And as soon as you set it up, every user has a wallet, right? Do you just have a wallet? And you, it, it, you know, I wouldn't go put large amounts of money in there. But it, with a simple command, you can you can uh, withdraw to another address. Does that have and to be Discord or can it be anywhere like Telegram? Maybe Discord, any no any Discord server. Ah, yeah. Okay. Now there is a thing I, I don't know how it works yet, but there's a thing called a bridge bot where you can actually bridge your Discord and your Telegram together. Oh, nice. Uh, so that you like if you're doing customer service or whatever, you you could sit on Discord and be answering Telegram at the same time. But I don't I don't know how to do that yet. But to me. If we're going to have the ability to exchange value in cryptocurrency with people on social media, 
if it can be done with a privacy coin, it should be. Like, if there's any place we should be using privacy coins, to me, that would be the place. Yeah. Without it being visible on the post or anything, like a tip? Because some of the implication is like you tip someone's post and then everyone sees that they got money. You mean like doing it through the Messenger app or something? Well, with Discord, you would see, you know, so-and-so tipped or whatever. There's ways to this, to hide that. But, you know, if it says that Jack tipped John one R for 20 cents, it, I don't know that you, you'd have to go back and do an awful lot of math to figure out, you know, how much John got from Discord people. I think that's, that's a, a pretty, but the, the beauty with R anyway is I can give you the R address. You can't tell me anything about it. You can't tell me how much is in there. You can't tell me mm-hmm. where it came from, where it went to. It's all on Z snarks and it's completely invisible. It's, it's totally shielded. It's not like Zcash where it's privacy, uh, by option. It's privacy by man, by mandate. There is nothing on the R network that's not a hundred percent private. Except when the coin is mined, it comes out to a non-shielded address. It immediately moves to a shielded address, and it is gone like a fart in the wind. <laughs> fart in so you, I've seen people that they've said, okay, here's here's an R address. If you can tell me how much is in it, I'll give you all the money that's in it. Oh, wow. And nothing. Nothing, nothing. was in it? No. Hey, no. Uh, guys, I just got this right now, and it's pretty ironic with what we're talking about. So I'm going to share my screen. And this just came in. It popped up. Your post goes against our community standards uh, on drugs. Uh, <laughs> All it is is get some kratom and eat oh, here. No. When your roommate walks in and you're eating kratom and it's a koala <laughs> eating some leaves. <laughs> oh, my God. So, we got- so they've been pounding on my stuff from 2017, 2018, and thankfully yeah. they don't ban me. So this is the process when you get a little community standard. And they're actually reversing a bunch of them. So they even say some items aren't regulated everywhere, but because of the borderless nature of our community, we try to enforce our standards as consistently as possible. So they're trying to say I'm selling drugs, even though it's a freaking plant. So I disagree with the decision each time. I tell them that I don't think it goes against their standards. We usually offer the chance to request review and follow up with decisions, but we can't do that because of COVID. How the, what? <laughs> Everybody's because of COVID. Because people who work in technology can't wait, wait, work. Scroll down. Long. Scroll down a little bit. That guy's crazy. Grandmaster Jay? <laughs> That's your boy? You, no, he's, he's crazy. He's a communist? <laughs> Yeah, they've been hitting me up from 2017 and 2018, like literally two or three times a day. I get a little community standards from old school Kratom posts. It's nuts. It's too much. So they're going backwards and flagging your stuff from like years and years ago, huh? It's got to be an algorithm. Everybody. Or I got some haters that are like, this guy seems like he's doing good lately. He's all happy doing a bunch of podcasts. I'm going to try to fuck him (laughs) up. I hate this motherfucker. I was was suspended for all of October for posts in 2019. Oh wow. Crazy. John, I must have like a two year You're wrong though. I think you might be dead on with haters like start reporting a bunch of your crap because I know that happens. I have have family that make all their living off of Instagram and they, we absolutely know when that happens to them when people just decide to, to start reporting shit and just pure volume eventually something sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I've well, been banning more people talking about the election before the election because he might have changed the outcome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a tendency to do that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I think what they did was they just wanted to get rid of a lot of people who'd be like, just don't bother voting. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no point in it. That's the I mean, and, and we, and we found out there was no point in it because you know, yeah. Yeah. whoever, gotta, whoever they, whoever they want to install, they're going to install. Hey, this I heard otherwise created on baseline, the greatest three minute internet TV show in history. Without <laughs> the election, there would be no baseline. That's right. That's right. Actually, without you guys, I was supposed to fly to your, your gathering in Texas. I had my flight. I was dressed up in my three piece suit, ready to go. And then like, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm sick and I have COVID. So I stayed, but it was like 5 a.m. in the morning, and I'm like, well, you know, I've been thinking about doing this thing. I might as well do it. So yeah, COVID. I was actually in. I was actually in Texas when that was going on. Really? Oh man, I was. I was in in Lake Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Uh, a question. Just hanging out with Ron Paul. No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) NBD. But what Ron Paul's better than we are? What are you talking about? Come on, we got Jack Spearco. No, no, no. You see, Peter has has Harry, man. Somebody texted on the, the YouTube chat that the reason that Peter's not getting banned is because he's too intellectual for the moderators to understand. Or- <laughs> <laughs> so he's on like a whole nother level. I um, believe that could be true. Exactly. He's using um, words they don't understand. Exactly. But we did get a good question, which is, is having so many media accounts is that is it's too much social media. How do you keep up with them? How do you track them? And that's from Joe Tundra Walker, who's been a huge supporter of the show. So thanks, Joe. Um, the, the deal is you don't. So I think what what happens with social media is you have a list of what you do. And so like as a content producer, I broadcast on all of them. And then the ones where I'm getting the best interaction are where I will concentrate time. Yeah. And then if there's one like parlor, I wasn't getting interaction recently. So then I thought, well, let me, let me throw a fishing line out there and ask a question. And then if I get interaction, I will invest time there. But if you're spending lots of time on all of them, that's, that's a waste of time. Cause if you're not getting the ROI, there's no point. Yeah. I have an answer for that too, but I want to let everybody take a stab at it. So to me, it has a lot to do with, are you a brand or are you just an individual wanting to communicate? Like, yeah. To me, if if I can engage with new people by being on a platform and it doesn't take that much time, I'll do it. Because basically, I think what most of y'all do is what I do. You, you either have an automated way that you get content out and the ones that you can't do that with, you make a snippet, you hit Control-C and Control-V, send, Control-V, send, open some tabs and boom, boom, boom. And in you know five minutes, you've shared across all those platforms. And then like Nicole said, where does my traction come from? The balance with that is like, I made a big push with MeWe about the same time Nicole did. I did MeWe Mondays, so Jack was on MeWe and not on Facebook all Monday. I remember that. And it helped. It it, it kind of got some things off the ground, and it did form a baseline community. Baseline community. Baseline. Dang. Right? And uh, so he's in the tequila now. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. <laughs> he's a killer. It's about to get real. And, it's uh, like the Pennsylvania lawsuit got dismissed for Trump. <laughs> but it was when I went back to MeWe and actually said, you know what, this is – this is going to be the place I invest most of my effort because I love groups. And that was why, because I love groups. And now it's explosive and it's, it's constantly growing. I mean, like every time I log in, I have to approve, you know, 10 to 20 new people. And I have to say that I don't think that's all Facebook exodus momentum. I think it's, it's okay. If you, you, even if you're a brand, what I'm saying is you should pick a place or two that you put most of your effort. And for me right now, it's honestly Discord and MeWe. And then sometimes, sometimes your audience will thrust upon you what they want from you. So much as uh, Volvo was branded with safety, not by their marketing department, but by their market, 
Uh, the way we ended up with a TSP Discord is a bunch of people got pissed off on the Facebook group, went over and made a Discord server and said, hey, we made you an admin whether you like it or not. Please get involved. And, oh, okay, you know, like, so I was kind of drug against my will in a Discord, but now I like it because my people are there. Yeah. And I think the where, where you put your time is going to be where your best success is going to be. That's what about gonna, you? I'm going to get out of here, guys. Take care. It was, Thanks, it was a pleasure. It yeah, was good a pleasure. You, Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, Pete. I would, um, I'm a big fan of this guy named Russell Brunson. And if anybody sells things or markets or even if they're a brand doing a podcast or whatever, this guy is just the expert genius when it comes to marketing. He's the one that does a lot of funnel stuff and the upsells and everything. And so he released this book called Expert Secrets. And he says to treat the platforms differently. There's something that I would do wrong before. And I do this often. I do this with the alts. Like Jack was saying, I'll, I'll copy and paste the same thing from Facebook and post it on all the other ones. And then I don't necessarily go engage as I should, although I'm trying to do more MeWe. But they have different functions. So like Instagram stories is like your reality TV. Is that what, that's what he says to like get a behind the scenes look that's like not polished. YouTube is like your sitcom or your show. Uh, Twitter is like the quick, just quick little blurb. So you kind of tailor the content to the platform and what it'll resonate with the most. He also talks about how to game the algorithms and you got to like contemplate what is it that this platform wants out of its users? Okay. Then tailor my content to that type of stuff. But like Jack was saying, the best thing to do is to go deep on one or two and really where you can build the following is you go in and engage and it starts off with not much at all. And in the beginning, you're kind of talking to yourself and your posts aren't getting a lot of engagement. But every time someone does engage, every time someone puts their hand out, make sure you shake their hand back and you engage with them. And that'll help to build that relationship and help to build that that yep. trust and that fun and that connection. You know, and there's strategies on each platform, like you're saying. The reason, and I, I don't want to turn this into a commercial for MeWe, but maybe we are. The reason <laughs> I like MeWe is there is no algorithm. The You as a viewer decide how you want to prioritize the content you want to view. You can either see posts based on when they were made or the last time they were commented on, they bump back up to the top. You make that decision. And I've had people say, well, then there's going to be too much stuff in my feed. Why are you following somebody you don't want to see their shit? Mm -hmm. And and conversely, when I follow Nicole, I freaking want to see Nicole's stuff. Because, like, on Facebook, she'd be like, did you see the thing I put out today? I'm like, no. No. And my wife would be like, do you see the picture I posted of of the the grandkids today? No. Right. But I saw some social justice warrior that's pissed off at me because the algorithm knew. Right. I would tell him to go screw himself. So I would put that in front of me. And I, that's not what I'm looking for in a platform. I, I want, and as a brand, I want everybody that said they want to follow me to see my shit. That's what but, I want. But here's the thing, right? So do we trust the market, right? They, they, they make things that get you emotionally yes. responsive. Mm-hmm. And because you, you do, I know, yep. and others here do like personally audit your own behaviors and your own thoughts, but the general population does not. And so like when I'm interacting on Facebook or whatever, I know that if I'm looking at, if, if I even look at that too long, it's going to come more. Like if I see more people being like, <laughs> cops and people being beaten up yeah. and yeah. Yeah. like, that's what I'm going to get. And I don't want that. I don't want me to be gamed. What I want is to get, I want to know what everybody's doing. Like I want Intel on everybody. Right. I want to know what they're saying, what they're saying. So I can determine, you know, uh, like how to respond to reality. I want all the inputs so that I can formulate some kind of response that's proper. Now, you know, on, on, on like Fire on, for instance, I want to have Fire on dot com. 
<laughs> I want it to be that. Like, if you follow some people, you're going to see everything. Like, you don't have to hit notifications. Like, I really want to see that person. You're going to yeah. see the whole list. And if you want to see one person's more, then you can do notifications. But you're going to see everybody, not like what we're pushing you or what we think you like. What? Because I, what I think is that people can choose what they want more so. And I think that's what you're saying, like with me. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. I think that we should be able to see if you subscribe to somebody. You should see their shit. If you get tired of their shit, you should unsubscribe to them. Like, Simple. why? And I think most people that are not marketers think that's how Facebook works. Yeah. No. They think that's no. They, they, no? My cousin's child can die. And because I haven't looked at her stuff much in the last year, I'm not going to know it. Yeah. Yeah. She's agreeing with you, Jack. Just saying, but she's, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think, but I think most people don't like most people that aren't us that aren't like that are just throwing stuff back and forth to their family, they don't understand that they didn't see their family's crap because yeah. they're not, you know, they're not yeah. doing what we're doing. They're not trying to build a following of keep their attention. people. Right. That so social dilemma documentary was really pretty that's, powerful, man. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. It's like the a drug. They figure out dudes. what you like. It's they, nuts. They take three dudes and make them like actors as though they're the algorithm. Yeah. Figuring out exactly how to manipulate John or Nicole. Yeah. And it made it really real. Like, and you're like, okay, they could never take the time to do this for the two cents they're going to make off Nicole today. But when a computer's doing it, they can do it to a billion yeah. people. No problem. Yeah. Do it good. I've noticed. Good uh, at it. I remember they did an experiment where it was, it got published in the press that they were like deliberately trying to make people angry. And yep. I remember being conscious of that during that yep. period. It was a lot of police brutality yeah. and violence yeah. videos yep. that I saw. Well, they that showed you that yes. because they wanted you to be angry and they knew that was your trigger, right? And they, yeah. yep. <laughs> did you yep. see my trigger gif? No, I have it's a. Tri- it's, it's on Giphy or whatever now of me, and it's 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 from a video I did this ah. week, and I'm like, somebody needs to turn that into a GIF, and like five nice. minutes later, the trigger GIF. But they knew your trigger point. They probably yeah. showed Nicole something like people drinking bad coffee, something or <laughs> you know, or people microwaving coffee. I remember she was very microwaving mad coffee. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no. noticed. Instant I noticed. Coffee also sucks. Although I'm about to make one for hikers. See? But again, oh, they, nice. know, they know they can do it. She there knows go. how mad she got. Yeah. But yeah. They, know nah. that they can do that. She's and- fired up. Yeah. I noticed recently. I've been. I've been trying to be more conscious about spending more time engaging and helping and building community within our crew and the Freedom Cell crew and our little liberty community and crypto community rather than debating mainstream normies, as they call yeah. them. I don't like to yeah. use that term. And I, when I made that conscious decision and I stopped engaging, I noticed like literally the week later, I, all that stuff was gone to the point where I was like, where's all this other bullshit that I've been getting all <laughs> messed up about? It's gone right. now. And like I hardly ever see the folks, you know? It's a trip. It's been good for me and my productivity, especially, but yeah. the algorithm works, man. It's nuts. It's That's crazy. why I like Telegram because it's like you have direct interaction and Telegram's you know, they, a lot of, a lot of motion there. Yeah. Yeah. But what the, the downfall is, is you have, you don't have groups like in Discord, you have different yeah. chat, you yeah. know, and so it's just like one long feed of like forever of all and all kinds of different topics. Like three people will be talking over each other, but like the, the group that we have is like so dynamic. People are talking about conspiracies they're talking about wind generation solar generation how to build communities and like it just needs to be parsed like the thing i don't like about discord is like the u user interface is not so smooth for me you like, can not- do it but nobody will if you if you hashtag your posts they'll all pull up under that hashtag but no one's going to do that it's yeah. on, on telegram here's here's, here's my no, strategy telegram. on that on though telegram. you go on to telegram 
or I do this on me, we chat too. And you say, I've been gone for half a day. What's the cliff notes? And usually somebody's mm-hmm. been paying attention and they'll just bang it out in four sentences. Yeah. It's like a bot, but it's a it's real perfect. It's only it's a person, but yeah, like that's, that's been yeah, something okay. that's a good for that person too, because yeah. everybody's like, Oh, now that's try the that person. Hack. We try to admin. I try to put a purpose on a pinned post. Like we have a freedom cell group. It has over 560 people now. Yikes. And the purpose of that group is supposed to be organizing freedom cells, real world strategies on how freedom cells can help us find more freedom, getting people linked in with the freedom cell community in their area. And everyone, of course, endlessly debates about this, that and the other. And I've actually had to use the ban hammer. Because I don't, I don't like to do that because I'm a freedom guy. I don't like to go in there. Yeah. I don't want people to think I'm authoritarian. But lately, people have been cheering it on. And I'll post yeah. like a GIF, like, give them the boot. And it'll be like a big old boot going like right, right. Everyone's like, yeah, you're clogging up the damn feed. Get him out of here. We just Like yeeted, Trump, get him out of here. <laughs> we just yeeted somebody hard. And the person that that wanted him yeeted, man, posted the greatest GIF I've ever seen. It was from the Lion King where the baboon holds the baby lion up. Mm. But then it switches <laughs> and he, like, pitches them off of <laughs> Off of the cliff and it says yeet and I'm like yeet indeed and we knew nice. him so it happens but nice. um on, on the stuff like even Discord though and I like Discord and at least you do have that channel functionality to me it's the 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 gold standard for human interaction on a specific subject is groups because then it's all truncated yeah so even yeah. the Discord thing on cryptocurrency it's all blended together. Where like our cryptocurrency group on MeWe, there's a discussion about the flare drop for XRP. And it's yeah. in that, it's only that thing, right? And so I really, my, my hope is that we eventually, and maybe it will be Firon, have something like that where it's very easy for people to exchange money. Yep. And I'm not really worried about them exchanging money for like, you know, when we have spirits of the speakeasy, I'm just saying maybe somebody has a case full of apple sizer that wants to like, have it go somewhere. I'm not yep. talking about that because that's that's going to be an individual kind of thing. I'm just talking about like so what I've been thinking about a lot, a lot lately. One of my many fiction books I've read in the past was a book by a guy named James Redfield called Celestine Prophecy. And there's a lot of woo in there, but there's also some really interesting like Jungian uh, interpersonal relationships. And one of the prophecy components was that, it, and this was written in like early 90s. Yep. And one of the prophecy components was in the future that when two people met and they exchanged information and one person found extreme value in that information, they would tithe to the other person a contribution. Yeah. And in like 1990, that sounded kind of dumb because like, you know, I'm going to be walking down the street. Hey, where's fourth street? Oh, it's down the road around the corner. Hey, here's a quarter. Here's a dollar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that wasn't really going to be a thing today. And it, you know, it's one thing that people are posting like, you know, videos of Kaylee McEnany or somebody impersonating. I love her. Right. And maybe that person wants to tip the content producer, but I see real value exchange occur on social media every day. I see somebody going, I am flipping out trying to set this wallet up and somebody go, go here, do this, do that. Boom. And it's done. And if that's me, I'm totally down with throwing that guy a couple bucks. Like not out of expectation, but out of I think humans seek to kind of balance accounting on our own. Like we we feel like, hey, I have a debt now and I'd rather pay it than owe it. And I can see an entire information economy where people are and the most helpful. It's a meritocracy. Then the most helpful people end up the most compensated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know plenty of people will do it for free. We've all done it for free for years. But to me, having that ability 
because I see people in my audience that like do so much work for me and I can only afford to like randomly pay people so much money. But yeah. I know that people in my own audience would like, because Nicole and I have so much overlap. We've seen how much generosity there is, mm-hmm. but I think if that was made easy. And so I, you know, I wish all these platforms that have some crypto component work the way that library odyssey does where it just, it just, fucking works yeah, you, you sign up you have an account you send money done you know and if, if we can get there Firon, then you know i think no, that's, that's when's really, that launching Firon.com. so i i can't make an announcement on the date that we launch i still have a couple pieces to put together but it's it looks like it's going to be happening very shortly either this year or early q1 next year and it will be without the wallets and without the ids and all of that um, it'll be just the basic MVP social platform where nobody's going to get where, you know, what we talked about, nobody's going to get, uh, kicked off or censored besides like illegal stuff. And then, um, then my Kratom, come on. No, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll, as we build out, then, uh, we'll add the components, the wallets and you'll have like all the different cryptocurrencies. So you can just give to each other, whatever cryptocurrency you want. Um, and then of course the native like earth credits, but those will be tied to like the dollar value or whatever. But, um, my goal is like what you said, Jack, to be able to share merit, to be able to share value, mm-hmm. frictionless, right? And yeah. like most, like a lot of the blockchain hardcore folks, the libertarians, the original, you know, blockchainers, like you have to own your own keys. So like, yeah, we'll do that. You can own your own keys and you're the custodian of your own wallet. But a lot of people don't really care. I mean, they have their money in banks and they well, really don't care. Here's the thing. Like, so that kind of tipping enterprise, you're talking about small amounts of money. That's a spending wallet. Exactly. So my thing to that when people are like, well, you don't hold your own keys in Odyssey. Like, okay. So if you have, if you're, if you're right. manual rolling an LBC coin, send it to yourself and only keep a small amount of money for those transactions on there. You know, exactly. I don't think anybody's on a long hold on LBC anyway right now. Maybe they should be, but boy, I'll tell you now. That <laughs> did he just go silent on us? He did. I don't know. No, no, no. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. He was kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, hey, we want to kind of get toward wrapping up here. Has anybody got anything that you yeah. want to come? I got, I got something. Yeah. Go for it. I bro. just want to reemphasize. I know Jack's been banging on the great reset a lot on his program. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I have two. And again, what the World Economic Forum envisions for the, for the future, this fourth industrial revolution is like merging technology and biology and drawing people away from the public square and behind their computer and into virtual reality with these headsets. And like, that's where you engage. That's where you go to your business meetings. That's where the kids go to school, all this stuff. They essentially want to create a mirrored world that most people interact with. And even when work gets done, you engage with the virtual world and there's robots that actually do the physical work. Well, this is a nightmare dystopia. So while social media is great, and, you know, it's a paradox. It's good and it's bad. It brings a lot of people together, but it also takes us away from that human human connection. I just want to reemphasize, just like we did on the events podcast a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. nothing tops human connection, right? Like I'm in some of Jack's groups on MeWe and the Telegram groups. And we have Unloose the Goose groups and all sorts of stuff, but nothing tops when we went to the workshop at Jack's place with freaking yeah. 80 of us hanging out, drinking beer, slapping high fives, playing pool, Family Thanksgiving, whatever it is, don't freestyle ever, rap, freestyle rap, <laughs> freestyle rap in Texas. I think that's illegal yes. somewhere. That was very <laughs> impressed, John. I had no Thank idea. You. It was very fun. It was oh, amazing. dude, you can freestyle. 
Magic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He now has to do it at every event. Aquaponics and everybody's name into it and shit. It was crazy. Yeah. Did you come up with that? Did you write that? And I was like, it just happened yesterday. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, but don't lose sight. Remember, the most important thing is in person. The original social media is hanging out at a party, drinking a beer, or sitting down, having a picnic with a group of friends, talking philosophy. I think we've got to start thinking more like these are telephones. And, and telephones from the 1980s when some of us were kids and some of us were babies. Um, where, like, I remember when I was a teenager, I, I grew up in a really small town. And if, if you wanted somebody's phone number, you'd be like, what's your phone number? And they'd be like, you know, 5910. That's all they would give you because there was no, no. no need to dial an area code. Everybody had the same prefix. And if you had the last four digits, you knew a person's phone number. So you could literally carry around half a dozen person's phone numbers in your head. Nice. And you use the phone to say, Hey man, we're going to be like burning tires and drinking beer tonight out at Blackwood. You want to come like, and, and, and we need to be doing more of that. And that's, again, that's why I, I like the group dynamic so much because it leads to regional meetups. It leads to, Hey, you know, we're all going to get together and swap out some meat and, 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 and homebrew. It, it leads to stuff like that. And I think that that's what it needs to be doing. That's such a great point. Like it, it yeah, it needs to be able to like your freedom cells, John, like that's yeah. a online interface for the people who are meeting up personally. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know if there's one happening down here in South Florida, cause I would like to get a hold of that. There's but a lot of folks on the Freedom Cell map. Freedomcells.org has kind of a social Carolina media one thing. next month, dude. Nice. Okay. Nicole's a big Tennessee. leader in the the rebellion now. She's an extremist. Going to be a colonel in 299 days. Nice. It's my plan. It's my popcorn plan. colonel. No. That's that's a breadcrumb for people that know a colonel <laughs> in 300 or 299 days. So I want to say something about social media, and it's that social media creates this this world, right? And you exist in this world and you become invested in this world and you put your time into this world. And the thing this world does not have is not between 70 and 93% of your communication. So if you look at how we understand each other, how we exchange ideas between 70 and 93% of what I'm communicating to you right now has nothing to do with the words I'm saying. Right. It's how I'm holding my hands. It's the intonation in my voice. If you are in the room with me right now, you are feeling the emotion come from me because I think this is really important, right? Yep. And that is something that cannot be replicated in the social media world. And when you invest half your day in that, you're investing half your day in 10% of what you can really understand. Mm. And so Understanding how social media fits into your life and using it as a tool and using it as a way to connect is great. But remember the other 70 to 93% and invest that amount of attention to that because that's what moves you ahead. That's what brings our communities together. That's how we get the strong relationships. And that's how we're going to endure the great reset as functioning and trusting community members. On that note, John was talking. John, you get, you're working with Derek on something called the greater reset and, uh, with a, with a phrase that I came up this week during my discussion with Drath Kata from Pirate Chain of, of the concept of, of a great privacy reset. Like Mm -hmm. to me, 
all of the things that they want to do with the Great Reset revolve around containing and controlling humans, and you do that through controlling and containing commerce, all forms of commerce, whether it's information, whether it's physical goods, whether it involves money or it's just social capital exchange. And you can't do that if you have privacy. That's why they want to strip privacy. And, you know, Nicole's talking about actions here. The one action or one series of actions we can all take right now that we actually can do is to reclaim privacy. And when I, when I came up with that in the show with Draith, what I said was, and it's when the term came to me, I said, you know, if I think back to 1985, which is not a long, as long ago as it sounds like now, and how people viewed privacy in 1985, let's take the COVID thing and throw it away for this discussion. It's not even an issue at log, just privacy, right? You take privacy in 1985 and you try to go from where we were in 85 to where we are in 2020, but you try to do it by 1986, there would have been politicians hanging like Mussolini on the street corners if they tried to make that move that fast from 85 to 86. They couldn't have done it. And so what we have now is a whole group of people who have never lived with that level of privacy in their lives. And, and part of what I kind of want to make my initiative for 2021 is I want to show people how to take that privacy back so they can experience it. Because I think once people have something, then they value it. Then they feel it. Then they experience it. And I would love people to be at a point of if you take this from me, I will hang you from a light pole. I really would. I think that's where we need to. I don't want to hang people from a light pole. I want people to feel like if you try to take this from me, you're going to hang from a light pole. And I feel like that's that's one means of resistance that we can have. And I do think it involves feeling it because like defending the right to own a gun. If you want your neighbor to defend the right to own a gun and they're wishy-washy, take them to a range, make sure they buy a gun, make sure they get a gun, make sure they know how to use it, make sure they own it. And then when they say, well, we're thinking about taking guns away. Well, they want to take your gun away, not mine. Right now they want to, now you care. And I think we need to restore privacy. And I want to hear more about what John and Derek are doing with this, this concept of a greater reset. If maybe I wasn't supposed to leak that term, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. We already, we're like soft launching it. And so okay. essentially it is supposed to be a counter to the great reset. I'm going to share my screen one last time before we head out. It's called the greater reset. And so we have a little website together and the World Economic Forum, who's behind the Great Reset, they are going to be formally announcing the Great Reset on January 25th in Davos. That's where they normally meet, Davos, Switzerland. That's what the World Economic Forum would do, all these billionaire oligarchs and powerful political leaders. And so we're going to do the Greater Reset. You can go to greaterreset.net, go greaterreset.net and uh, sign up for our newsletter so we can stay in touch. But essentially it's just going to be a marketing campaign, just like the Great Reset is. It's a marketing campaign for like New World Order 2.0, so to speak. And so we're going to create a marketing campaign that instead of encouraging uh, centralization instead of encouraging AI robots, instead of encouraging school from home and total control, essentially blockchain based identity that can be turned off and on central bank fed coins. We are going to use this platform to educate people about how they can opt out about permaculture and regenerative agriculture, about decentralization, about privacy, about encryption, about privacy coins, about how blockchain can be liberating rather than enslaving, 
and we are going to present alternative forms of community organization to counter their centralized governance model because it's all just their whole thing is all about centralizing and control and surveilling every single thing that every human being, not just every human being, every life form. Bill Gates, Microsoft is putting out a planetary supercomputer that's going to track and trace every bit of biodiversity on the planet. That's how diabolical these guys are. So we're just going to do a marketing campaign on the 25th through the 29th each night, probably from 6 to 9 p.m. We're going to have speakers on. Jack's agreed to participate. We're hoping maybe he could talk about decentralized food production, permaculture, and it's just going to be a platform to help people along in their journey to finding more freedom and sovereignty in this crazy, crazy world. And I'm just going to say with that, um, if you want homework assignment audience members, uh, you can probably find a PDF of the Permaculture Designer's Manual. And Chapter 14 is the last chapter in it. And this is a big, thick, giant book. So just because it's 14 chapters, it's not small. Um, chapter 14 is called Alternative Strategies for a Global Nation. And it is designed around individuals having control over their own areas in an autonomous way and then interacting out from there as they see fit. Yeah. And building an entire economy cool. on that. And in that chapter, and this is the chapter, by the way, all the permaculture teachers hate to teach. I love to, because it's like, let me tell all you purple breathing idiots about agorism now, right? Like, yeah. let's, let's blow your minds at the end of this PDC. I but, um, permaculture. <laughs> and I should have said idiots, uh, but purple breathers about agorism. Cause that's, and I'm like, then you can't say I, I did it. Cause it's like Bill Mollison wrote this. It's right here. Yeah. In that diagram that there's one page of that chapter shows a diagram of how a group would create local economic autonomy and how it would interact outward, how it would build its own banking systems, how it would yes. do all of these things and how it would only rely on the external banking systems when necessary. This is written in the eighties, by the way. And Dude. right there, the, the key to it, the local autonomy, is called let's. And yep. let's are just basically a local currency that you create for yourself. That's I, what inspired this whole journey of mine. Like I that, that paragraph, that fucking chapter. If Bill Mollison was alive today and writing that work today, the word let's would not be in that diagram. It would say cryptocurrency. Yep. Nice. Yep. It, yep. It would absolutely would. So if you want some homework tonight, folks, to taking this to a level of agorism and local autonomy that, that is, you know, put together by a guy that was a certified, like crazy level maniacal genius. genius. Yeah. Look that up. And just that one diagram, I'll try to, if I can find where find my wife put my books, I'll try to just get a picture of it and we can put yeah, it. Yeah. I've got it buried on an old computer that that's in 2013, 2012, what like inspired the whole effing thing. Um, so I got big hats off to Bill. For that, wish you still. I remember you sat down with me in California and you laid all out what you were going to do right then. Yep, that's right, John. I would love to be a part of the great greater reset if you uh, have have some sort of availability, even if it's just to to be a participant. Sounds amazing. Heck yeah. Yep, yep. Fire Same. on would be good. Same. Heck all yeah, right. y'all. Okay, right. so can I say something a little off topic? Yeah. <laughs> Jack, do you sing the intro song to our podcast? I do not sing. Do you know who Full sings stop. it? We have uh-huh. an intro song. Bobby Hinson sings this. So Bobby uh, Hinson, he's awesome. He is awesome. And he launched an album today at um Senvorto, <laughs> S-E-N-V-O-R-T-O dot com. And I just wanted to do a shout out to Bobby. Thank you for our intro song. And guys, if you if you like what you hear, and you know, he has like a voice like what Jack would sound like if Jack could sing. If I um, could sing. Go, go over to Senvorto 
com and just check his stuff out. He he just like heard this idea of the podcast, said that sounds badass, and made the intro and send it to us. So thanks, yeah. Bobby, for that. And guys, check out this album. Yeah. Cool. Does anybody else got anything else for you wrap it? Because we're like an hour and a half in at this point. I gotta yeah. run. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys. Fireon.com. <laughs> <laughs> I would Unloosethegoose.com. love Unloosethegoose.com. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, on that note, guys that are listening to this podcast, if you just tuned in today because you found something on iTunes or somewhere else about agorism and uh, living a free life, you can check out all of our stuff at unloosethegoose.com. Uh, we are a community of podcasters, but we came from a community. The entire name of Unloose the Goose uh, just showed up on a conversation on social media one day. And the entire idea uh, came originally from a challenge to uh, a lot of thinkers from Curtis Stone, who is a uh, Supposed to still be part of this group. We don't ever hear from them, but, uh, well, we also talked about it on our episode of TSP a couple months back, right? With yeah. the, the whole leaving, uh, relocation, strategic relocation. Yeah. So, but my, point, it then. my point is come on by unloosethegoose.com, subscribe to our newsletter. Maybe we'll actually figure out one of us that will send emails. So that happens, but get on our telegram because we're actually good about that. And, uh, and, and get connected with us. And, uh, if That's you want to me slash unloose the goose. And if you are uh, listening to us on like some sort of podcatcher or something, subscribe, man, because we're we're not going anywhere. We're at with Blackjack uh, episode today, twenty one. It's been fun, guys. I appreciate you, and you'll get a for again, new listeners. You'll get a revolving cast because there's uh, there's more of us, and uh, some of us come in, and we can only be here for an hour, and we disappear in the middle like Pete did today. But uh, you'll get different people at different times and different perspectives. And if there's something you want us to talk about, tell us. We'll probably do it. Uh, yep. And uh, guys, I appreciate you guys being with us today. This was a, a unloose the goose. We'll take no views. Your paradigm's run out of time, and we've got no use.